Hello and welcome to Cruising with Anu podcast, the bi-weekly podcast that tackles the tough topics of modern life through the lens of faith. My name is Anu Oweye and each episode I will be inviting a diverse range of guests to join me in exploring issues such as faith, parenting, immigration, health, relationships, money, business and more. We will hear from experts and everyday people alike as we seek wisdom, inspiration and practical advice for navigating life challenges but that's not all i will be sharing my thoughts uh, and experiences on these topics in solo segments as well whether you are a believer for guidance or just seeking a fresh perspective you will find something valuable on this show so join me on this journey as we cruise together through life this is cruising with anu podcast Hi everyone, welcome to Cruising with Anu podcast. I have here with me, Reni, the resource. Her name is Reni Odetoimbo. Yes. Awesome. Hi. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing fine. Thank you so much. So I'll be asking you a few questions about finances. I am someone that I'm also working looking to learn as well and i'm sure my listeners would also have a lot to learn from you today so i have a few questions so let's say someone has like ten thousand dollars at hand right now and they're looking to do something with it or they're saving up you know some amount of money what advice do you have for such people Hmm. it's really hard to say because it depends on like their financial situation, it depends on their future goals, it depends on a lot of factors. But for the average person, I would say that if they're looking to build wealth long term, then I would suggest that they invest in the stock market. Uh, The stock market, for those who don't know, is basically like all of the companies or a lot of the companies that you know and you love, you can become a part owner in those companies. And to do that, you would buy them on the stock market. So you would go, for example, I have my Apple computer that I'm speaking to you on. I have my Apple watch. I have my iPhone. So instead of just giving up money to Apple all the time, I can also become a part owner in Apple. And when Apple makes money, I also make money. So that is like one of the easiest ways to start actually using that money and making it work for you. And yeah, you can put money into the stock market and let it grow and grow and grow. It's more of a long-term strategy. So I typically recommend people have like a few years of room. They don't, it's like, if you want quick returns, like in the first year or two, probably won't get it in the stock market. Uh, But if you are patient and you can wait longer than that, then you'll likely get better returns. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, So let's say, for example, most people don't really know much about like stocks, for example. So what advice do you have for those going into stocks and and other good stuff like that like what Uh, what to invest in yeah so if you want to invest in stocks the first thing you want to do is do a lot of research and i have a whole youtube channel called xo reni x-o-r-e-n-i and you can just go on there and i literally teach you how to research a stock but it's, it's it can be complicated and it's actually time consuming so another way that you can do it is you can invest in funds and funds are basically like a group of different companies and you will purchase 
one fund which will have a bunch of different companies so i always tell people instead of trying to pick like an individual stock like an apple a google a tesla maybe instead as a beginner you pick a group of stocks and you say i only want to invest in eco-friendly stocks and then you'll buy that or i want to invest in the top 500 companies in the us and then you buy that so that is a more like it's a risk less risky way to invest because it's really unlikely that all the stocks in that fund are going to fall versus if you do it yourself uh, if that one company fails then then sucks <laughs> sucks to suck yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah i think it takes a lot of risk like you said to do a lot of research before going into any form of like investment or stocks or anything so i actually watched and listened to some of your podcast don't go broke trying i listened to how you were talking about how your dad was a big factor of helping you with your financial wealth advising you at a very young age i just wanted to say that's actually really inspiring at a young age to have that kind of help you know at that at that young age so i just have a question so for someone who is not really experienced and you mentioned on that podcast as well you you mentioned that a lot of young people like us don't really know much because we don't learn from school <laughs> you kind of have to learn by yourself you know and and, and all of that i know your platform is also a good place to learn uh with finance and and all of that so i also have a question in terms of you know traveling you also mentioned at a point in time on your instagram about how traveling is something you love to do as well how do you merge that with like how do you make your plans in terms of saving traveling and, and doing all the good stuff hmm, how do i make my plans so i think i really figure out what is value, what i value and then i go from there so some people value designer bags some people value shoes some people value you know clothes i honestly could not i i don't own anything that is designer at all and it's not something that i value wow. at all yeah <laughs> i i never owned a designer thing maybe i had a gift from someone but i actually gave it away so i don't i don't own any of that because it's not something i value but i do value traveling and going on vacation so how i plan for my travels is every single month no matter what's going on in my life every single month i'm going to put away some money into a, my travel fund and then i always fund that account So say I know I want to go on two vacations this year. I think the vacations will cost $5,000 in total for the two. I will put away what's 5,000 divided by 6 uh but divided by 12. So $416 a month. So I know that every two weeks I'm going to put away 200 and some odd dollars and put it into this account and I know that by the end of the year I'll have enough money to go on my trips. And even if I don't have any trips planned, I still put away money here just because I want there to always be money just in case i ever want to travel and i never want to go into debt to fund the life that i want so that's really how i've been able to do it and that's how i plan all of my things and this is not just for travel if you want to purchase a bag instead of impulse buying it on your credit card maybe yeah. say how much it costs and then save for it so if you want to buy it in 3 months and it costs $3000 you know you're going to have to hustle hard and save $1000 per month right instead of making these rash decisions putting it on your credit card getting into credit card debt which which compounds at like 21%. It's crazy. So instead yes. of that, prepare and plan for your goals. And same thing for your investing goals, your saving goals. 
we think that it's so overwhelming because the number, say I want to save $20,000. It seems super overwhelming. But when you actually break it down into every two weeks, every paycheck I need to take away X amount, you actually see that you can probably do a lot more than you thought you could. But because you yeah. had it as such a large number, it seemed too overwhelming for you to do. Yeah, that's that's actually amazing. I think, like you mentioned, saving towards whatever you value is important. Some people would like to buy hair, like wigs, for example, and they also want to travel at the same time. So it's basically picking your (laughs) picking what you really love doing and and actually save for that. Thank you for that. I even I love doing my hair. I do my hair like every three, four weeks. So same thing. I have an account for my hair and I'm I'm funding that account. I never have to go into debt to get my hair done. It's just Again, I always believe in value-based spending. You spend on the things that you value, and then in the other areas that you don't value, you don't have to spend anything if possible. So, like shoes, honestly, I probably I should probably have a few more shoes because I basically have like two pairs that I wear all the time. But um, like, I don't really care, right? <laughs> um, and I don't spend money there. Whereas in the other areas, I'll definitely spend money. Thank you. So, another question I have is for someone who is younger or in their 20s or 25s to 30s what advice do you have for them in terms of finances like in in terms of you know starting saving now maybe someone doesn't even know they're meant to save now or someone is struggling to save what advice do you have for such people So the first thing I would tell everyone is to start a budget. I think a lot of people try to jump into investing, they try to jump into saving, try to jump into this. But do you know how much money comes into your account each month and how much money comes out of the account each month? The majority of people have no idea how much is in how much inflow and outflow they're having. And that makes it very, very, very hard for you to actually save because you could right now be spending more money than you make each month, which is where a lot of people are. So say you get paid $3,000 a month, but every month $4,000 is going out of your account. How are you going to save? How, how? And then yeah. you, you, you'll you keep trying to save, but it won't work because you're always having to dip in to cover your expenses, right? So the first thing, I know budgeting seems like overwhelming, but I really think budget we should reframe budgeting as a tool to help us control our money instead of letting our money control us. That would be the first thing I would say for everyone. The second thing I would say is for everyone to like start trying to acquire more knowledge about these topics. There are lots of creators online like myself and like like so many creators online that you can follow and we will actually give you tips, but always make sure you do your own research on top of those tips, right? Personal finance is extremely personal and I truly believe that you can change your life if you start reading about this and then applying the concepts to your life. So I read a lot of books. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I watch a lot of YouTube videos. And if you want me, I can share some. But there are so yeah. many resources out there. So there's really no excuse for anybody to not learn. Uh, applying is different, but like at least, at least, please, please try to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think having someone like you talking about this would also help most people that don't even see a reason why they should do a, like a research or something. I, I, I know people that are like, yeah, I, I just want to spend anyhow I, I want because they're probably in school. I wish if, when I was in school, I wish I knew some things I know now. I would have mm-hmm. been saving the little things I was getting. But then I was just like spending. I was saving, but it was not as much knowledge I have now. Yeah. So knowledge is definitely of, power. 
Yeah, and a lot of young people think that because they don't have much money that, oh, it's not really, it doesn't really matter. When I get a job, I'll start doing it. But if you don't know how to manage the little, when you have more, it gets even harder to manage it. So I always tell people, try to manage the small that you have and actually um, start allocating it towards saving. Like when I was nine, uh, in I've been investing since I was 18 years old. Obviously, I had my dad to help guide me, but every two weeks when I got paid, I put $50, $100, whatever it was, into my investing account. And by the time I was 24, 23, it was $60,000 that I had in there. I combined it wow. from all my internships that I had and all my part-time jobs. I was working at a shoe store called Payless Shoe Store, making $9 an hour. Like, it's not like I was making a lot of money, but I was able to funnel a lot of money into that account. It, it wasn't a lot, but in the grand scheme of things, $50 a month for five years can grow exponentially, especially if you're investing that money. So I always tell people the little that you have is enough. Obviously cover your expenses and everything, but create that budget, see where you can allocate. And if you can only allocate $20 a month to investing, it's better than allocating $0 a month to investing. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Very true. So I'm just, I'm just going to go back a bit to the, the $10,000. So let's say someone has $10,000 in their bank account, like maybe their savings. Would you advise them to put that into, I know you kind of mentioned that, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to hear your opinion on that. Would you advise someone to put that into a stock or still leave that in the bank? Or does it depend on what they're saving for? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It depends on what they're saving for and what their long-term goals are. But typically say they only have $10,000 and like they don't have any other money. I wouldn't put all $10,000 into the bank. Uh, I would tell them to create their emergency fund first. So your emergency fund is basically like, if an emergency happened today, would you be okay? Probably not because most people are one emergency away from actually being bankrupt. So I would, or and one emergency away from homelessness is what a lot of people are. So instead of having to go and put everything on credit, you want to have an emergency fund, which like has enough money. So if you have an emergency, you can just tap into that. And an emergency would be like, oh, your car broke down. It costs $2,000. Can I, I have this money that I can tap into, or I lost my job. It's going to take me two months to get a new job. Do I have money here that I can tap into? So I would say if they have a, a fully built emergency fund and then they have the extra $10,000, then yeah, you can invest all the money and you can just, you don't have to put it all at once. You can put like 2000 this month, 2000 next month, 2000, it, it can be like that, or you can put it in a GIC, which is a guaranteed investment certificate, which is basically like a savings account, but it's a locked in savings account for one year, for two years, for three years, whatever the length is. So it's by, it's backed by the government, which is why it's very stable. And it's basically a, a risk-free investment. And if you purchase the GIC, there's a 5% interest rate right now at like some of the big banks. So if you lock it in for one year at 5%, that's pretty good growth over the year. Uh, but again, you can't take the money out so that's what people need to realize like it's locked in for say a year so yeah okay. perfect so another question i have is what drives you or inspires you to be where you are right now hmm. what drives me or inspires me to be where i am i really like helping people like it it fulfills me to know that the work that i'm doing is helping people so i 
have had people message me saying, hey, Renny, I saw that you bought your house at age 23. It really inspired me. I also started my home buying journey, even though it was never on my mind before. Seeing you do it made me realize I could do it. Or people watch my video about like their LinkedIn, updating their LinkedIn profile. And they're like, Renny, I updated my LinkedIn profile. And now I just got a new job because my uh, recruiters were coming to my page. Or Renny, I negotiated my first salary because of you. I didn't even know we could negotiate salaries. Like, you know, stuff like that makes me really excited and happy. So that's really why I keep doing this. I think it would be much easier to just get a nine to five and <laughs> just do that. But um, I really like what I do and I feel like I'm making an impact on people's lives. That's that's really amazing. I think there's so much beauty in in seeing results in whatever you're doing and and seeing that people are being like inspired, blessed, you know, they're they're like because of them, their own lives are being changed. I think that's that's really inspiring for for someone to be doing. Yeah. So what f just this is just a random question. So what fun places would you recommend? Like if someone is looking to travel, even after uh, saving and all of the good stuff. So what fun places would you recommend people can can travel to? Hmm. I Aside love from Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> Outside of Canada, okay. I would say Thailand is a great place. It's a little far and the ticket's a little expensive, but once you get there, it's so cheap. Like I lived there for five months because I did a study abroad program uh, while I was there when I was in university. And you can eat for like $5 a day. Well, that was in 2017. I'm not sure, maybe it's $10 a day now, but like it's very affordable compared to somewhere like here uh, in Canada. I also really like Rwanda. I've been to Rwanda three times and I really enjoy going there. The people are really kind. It's one of the cleanest places in the world. It's one of the safest places in the world as well. Wow. And it's like a African excellence, you know? I feel like whenever I go back to Nigeria, sometimes I see things and I'm like, our country could be so amazing, you know? But yeah. <laughs> but problems. So I, I really like going to uh, Rwanda. It's very calm and, and relaxing there. Yeah. And I don't know. I've been to a lot. I've been to 34 countries, so I'm trying to think. Of, I really like Colombia as well. Um, okay. There's a big black community in Colombia, so it's it's really cool. I love going to places where there are other black people because you don't feel like you're sticking out. But it's completely new culture to mine because obviously they're Span they're Hispanic, so it's it's very different. So yeah. nice. Have you have you been to Nigeria before? Yeah, I actually love Nigeria. Oh, okay. I, I went last year. Um, in November, October, or so I went for three weeks last year, and then I've been like four or five times. But yeah, I love Nigeria. It's just not the safest place, you know. Sometimes, yeah, but I love it. <laughs> I enjoy Nigeria. If I if my dad wasn't so paranoid about safety, I would be there right now, you know. Oh <laughs> yeah. wow! I nice. really enjoy uh, going to Nigeria. I feel like Lagos is like enjoyment central. You know? Yeah, it is. It is for sure. Nigeria is definitely home and it's just because of the safety like everyone yeah. is wishing the safety and the security is, is is good we're hoping for better government yes ah yeah <laughs> that government <laughs> uh, yeah i've lost a little hope in that government ever since yeah. this election yeah yeah <laughs> okay um so i'm actually gonna go into talking about getting a home i know you mentioned about getting a, a home at a very young age so what advice do you have for uh someone looking to buy or purchase a house or home or any home investment whatsoever at a young age knowing that you did that 
just curious about what advice you have i would tell people it's not all that it seems like like again i think it's very glamorized that everyone should be a homeowner but it's actually a lot of work and it's more expensive than a lot of people think like a lot of people think it's just the mortgage that is the or the down payment that you have to worry about but there's like maintenance and then if you have tenants then dealing with your tenants and then you know there's the and then interest rates are crazy right now so there's a lot that goes into actually owning a house so i would tell everyone that it is a good investment if you pick the right property but it's just it's not all it's not all, all the glitters is not gold Uh, if you do want to go into it, I would ensure that you work with great professionals in order to get a home. A lot of people want to save money by doing things themselves. Like they don't want to do a inspection of the house because they think they can look. You guys cannot. You don't. You're not an expert. Please don't try to cut corners because yeah. cutting those corners can co- be very costly long term. Um, and then I would say go for it. Like it's a. It, again, it's a great investment depending on where you buy it. and if the property is a good quality property but if it is it can be very profitable long term especially if you want to uh it's an investment property not like somewhere you're living it can be extremely profitable mine's an investment property so i still live at home with my parents but i own my home and i rent it out to people and and the last thing i would say is try to consider what i did like you don't have to live where your property is because a lot of us want to live in toronto but Buying a house in Toronto is crazy. So um you can consider buying a house in Edmonton and Calgary even out, just outside of on um the greater Toronto area just so that you can still own something but still live where you want to live. Like your investments don't have to be where you live. So yeah, I'll do this a few tips that I would give. But yeah, get that professional team on your side, a real estate agent, a mortgage broker, those people can really help you make the process smooth and again they know way more than you do so tap into them awesome thank you so i have a question in terms of mistakes you know what people so that people can learn but what is one mistake or i don't know if you're comfortable sharing this or one regret that you've made that you think this is something that you would never want to do again either in your career right now or with your finances or with getting a home or something like that. Mm, regrets. I'm not a type of person that's like no regrets. I don't everything was for a reason. Um Nice. I I like honestly it's been a pretty good like smooth process so far. The only thing I would say is I would just start budgeting earlier because I started I tried to like actually wait I I I've just thought of one. So yeah, first start budgeting earlier because I realized only when i went to buy the house that i was spending so much money on food every single month and like it was oh, just yeah. yeah i was sending so- <laughs> like i would eat out every single day when i was at work like i just go to the cafeteria buy and you know it's like $6 $7 each day no big deal but it adds up and it can be yeah. very expensive especially if you're saving for something like a house like it's cutting in so i wish i had just started budgeting a bit earlier And then the second thing I would say would be uh sometimes once I invested in something just because somebody else told me to rather than doing my own research. So mm-hmm. like back when there were cannabis stocks and stuff like that, uh people were like, "Oh, they're about to legalize it in Canada. Go buy it." But I didn't do any research. I just listened to them and went and bought it, and that stock went all the way to, down to hell. <laughs> so um yeah, that's the only thing. Like make sure you do your research before you actually purchase an investment. Thank you. I think with listening to people about stocks, 
I have also made that mistake before. Like I usually would not do research. Like people would just tell me, oh yeah, this is what you should invest in is making money right now. Mm-hmm. There's one stock, it's called CHPT. It's like a US stock. And I invested in it. It was going up and then all of a sudden just went down and it has not <laughs> gone back up since then. And I'm just like, when will you go up? <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting for you to, to go up. Yeah. And, and also what you said about the saving earlier that is also true as well i was also someone that would spend go buy junks buy everything (laughs) until i started i just one day sat down i used tangerine so i went to check my transactions and i realized i spent almost close to six hundred dollars on food and buying out in a month and i was like no this (laughs) this is crazy this should never happen again so yeah those are great tips that you um laid out for us but that's actually all the questions i have do you have anything you want to say or talk about sure yes thank you for having me on the podcast i appreciate it um i have my own podcast called don't go broke trying and on that podcast i teach people how to not go broke trying to live their best life Uh, and i do that by interviewing guests who maybe have gone broke in the past or people who are experts in the field who can advise us so i am launching season two of my podcast in the first week of may 2023 so i would love if you would check out that podcast the some cool episodes that we have this season are don't go broke trying to become an influencer don't go broke trying to serve god don't go broke trying to start an Airbnb business. Don't go broke trying to travel the world. So there are a lot of cool episodes and I'm really excited for you to hear and listen to all the guests. So yeah, uh, you can find us on all platforms like Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, all of them. And even on YouTube, we have a channel as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm actually just curious about the don't go broke serving right. God. Was that what I said? Mm-hmm. Don't like, go can you give me a hint about that? Yeah, so I'm going to be interviewing a pastor and, you know, a lot of people in the church tithe, but, or a lot of people have parents who like give, give, give to the church, but they have nothing at home and they're actually struggling a lot. And is that, I'm going to be talking like, is that even a biblical way to be living? Like your first ministry is supposed to be your family. So why are you broke because you're, <laughs> you're serving God? Is that what God yeah. really wants for you? So topics like that. And a lot of people sent in their um, coin fashions is what they call it. So their money confessions. And they were telling us stories like that. Like my dad is a pastor and he gives so much to our church, but at home we have not, no food. Basically, sometimes we would go um, without food. So stories like that. Um, and basically getting the pastor's take and teaching us that, no, none of that is biblical. This is the way you yeah. should. 10% of your tithe is what we are expected to do. Everything above that is of, it's of your choice. But yeah, so things like that. Yeah, I think it'll be a good episode. I think people will really yeah. like it. Definitely. I'm already waiting. I cannot wait to, <laughs> to listen to it. Yeah, but thank you so much for joining me today. That is actually all the questions I have. Thank you so Perfect. much. I'm really thankful. I hope next time we'll be able to come back again, hopefully. Yes, yes I would love to. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And that is everything for today. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and have a good one. Hello, everyone. 
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Cruising with Anu podcast. I hope you had a blast cruising with Renny Odetoyimbo and I as we talked about finance, investing, and travel budgeting. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to my podcast so you never miss a moment of this. You've got feedback or ideas for, you know, future episodes. I am all ears, okay? I am all ears. So reach out to me on social media, Cruising with Anu podcast, or drop me a message on my email at cruisingwithanu at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, happy cruising. Have a good one. Bye-bye.